going from the artistic part of it, well, this might be artistic too in itself, the building part of it, what is that like? I mean, what, what do you work with? What? Um, well, I primarily like to work in wood, and that goes back to my learning the trade as a carpenter. My father was a carpenter. My grandfather was a, was a bricklayer. Um, you know, everything is wood mostly. Uh, but I always look at what are the needs of the set? How much, how much use is the piece going to be, um, is the piece going to have during the run of the show? If there's going to be a lot of, a lot of jumping up on down, a lot of movement for the piece, I'll pick something that's a little more substantial, a little more sturdy, um, to assemble the piece with. So are you building a room that somebody could live in on stage or, or what are, um, in other words, we have the illusion of a room, but, but what, what is that? What, what are we looking at? I mean, could somebody actually live there? No, on stage you're, you're building the illusion of something. Um, you make it look like somebody could live on it in it, um, but uh, yeah, I've worked on some shows where, on some community theaters, where the people building this thing, building the sets, come from the carpentry trade, house construction, and they build it as if it is a real house. And the things are so massive, um, so there, that you can't move around in them. Um, you, ha- you build to the illusion of, of uh, something being solid. So I guess um, for the audience, since they might not know, I, I know that um, a lot of sets are constructed with flats. What is a flat? Flat is uh, is a piece of wall that uh, is uh, what uh, it's interchangeable. Uh, it's a it's like a piece of wall. They're usually uh, depending on the height of the stage, uh, four feet wide by. 10 or 12 feet high, um, covered, framed in wood and covered with canvas, which is then painted on to look like whatever it is you need to look like. Uh, forest, uh, a concrete wall, a granite wall, um, or even just a blue sky. So it's almost like a, a gigantic painting in a way. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, what was your most innovative solution to a design problem? Uh, well, uh, there are any number of innovations. Um, doing doing uh, designs for uh, a school here in town, uh, the space that we were doing the doing the plays had a baby grand piano um, installed off the stage uh, between the stage and the seats, and it was always in use every afternoon by the. Uh, what is it? I think the San Francisco Girls Choir, and so it couldn't be covered up, and uh, what without access? Well, we couldn't leave it uncovered for the play because it took up so much space. So what I did was I built the set over the piano, and hinged the platform that was covering the piano in such a way that that platform could be folded back 
so they could use the piano. And when we came in that night to do the play, we just fold the platform back down and covered the piano. So nobody ever knew uh, that there was a piano in that theater while we were doing those plays. Oh, that is very innovative. How does uh, money affect set design? Um, it uh, greatly affects set design uh, a lot of times, um, depending on how much you have. Uh, you know, the money determines how much you can do, how much you can build. Um, sometimes it uh, involves what kind of materials you can use. Um, the Hunchback play was was very low budget, uh, so it was basically pocket money on that. And so all we did was bas- was really mask work and costumes, and that, well, that all came from secondhand stores, and the masks were decorated by the actors who wore them. Um, you get into things like uh, like Will Smith's uh, movie that filmed here recently, Pursuit of Happiness. Large amounts of money, and we were building sets out on a soundstage on Alameda that, that uh, in every detail, looked like uh, a BART station, a bus stop, uh, <coughs> a Victorian apartment house. Um, so, you know, the more money you have, the more tricks and the more realistic you can make something, or the more bells and whistles you can add. So when somebody contracts with you to build a set, do you know how much the budget will be? Or do you put in a design and then they say, well, you know, I was only thinking about paying, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand dollars for the set. No, I always ask how much money they budget for materials for the set. And that gives me an idea of how much, how much materials, how much the set can involve as far as uh, building supplies. And do directors usually um, allocate enough money to the set? I mean, do they understand that it is going to cost some money to build? Um, They all know that it's going to cost money to build, and I always have the conversation with them when I ask about how much money. I give them a realistic idea of how much set they're going to have for that much money, what... uh, what that money can buy. Um, and sometimes theaters also throw in the uh, design fee. Uh, that's one fee covers my design fee, the materials, and the, the cost of building it. Um, because you, sometimes, you know, the set, if it's large enough, you have to hire crews or a couple extra carpenters to help put it together. And they've got to be paid out of something. So, you know, that's all, all has to be negotiated up front before I even start, before I even read the script, if it's possible. Oh, well, that, that's, that's very interesting. How do the different theaters affect building a set? And which, which is the easiest theater to build for? What type of theater is the easiest? I don't think there's any type of theater that's easier than any other. Um, you just have to design in proportion to the space that you're going to be playing. Um, what's easiest is when you're working with a, a, with a theater company who, is, uh, who helps facilitate your work, um, who can help find the people to build it, who, um, who will help 
find the resources for the materials um, and who won't what put undue demands on on the set or requirements that they need 